Okay, uh, we've, uh, <laughs> I think we've, we uh, might have had a technical issue there, so I'm not sure uh, uh, if the, uh, we've been able to splice it together and maybe you, di you didn't even notice it as an audience, but uh, <laughs> uh, maybe you did. Uh, we're at the point of talking about the uh, questions that we're gonna answer during this course. And again, we urge you to send in your questions uh, that help us frame up the things we'd like to make this course, which is going to kind of be developed along with you, literally week by week, is um, what are the things that you would like to have answered, and, and mm -hmm. why, and what's going on with you. And so we're gonna we're gonna make this really as as real as we can, which I think is a cool way that God's kind of doing it. Uh, so as we look at these questions, uh, these are the things we're gonna we are gonna get into and answer uh, throughout the, uh, the time together. Is what really is uh, worry, fear, and anxiety, uh, and why is it so difficult to seem to overcome it? And we're always constantly living in turmoil, and I know a lot of believers are living in turmoil, and they'd like to get out of it, but they don't know how. Mm -hmm. um, what is the source of us experiencing uh, worry, fear, and anxiety? Is it just demonic? Is it sinful nature? Is this God actually doing uh, testing of our faith? Uh, what exactly is all this? Um, does God have a stay in spiritual battle and uses worry, fear, and anxiety as a way of staying in the battle, even though we are wanting to fight the battle in faith? How does that all look? And is God using it for supposedly teaching us something and using something about it to fight the enemy? Uh, a lot of confusion about that. Mm -hmm. uh, Subpoints around that, around the enemy. Uh, does Satan hear our, our thoughts and influence our thoughts, which is an interesting right. question. Uh, does Satan use what we speak verbally against us, especially when we attempt to pray against him openly? So uh, I think that's always an interesting one is, well, if Satan's out there and he's hearing what we're doing and wanting to do, isn't that uh, something that's you know against us? And shouldn't we be more uh, covert <laughs> about mm -hmm. it? Uh, <laughs> Sneaky. So it's really, it's really an interesting question. Um, uh, why is uh, we in a battle at all? Uh, since God is all-powerful uh, and his ways are, to, are for us to live in peace, then why aren't we living in peace? Uh, mm -hmm. So what's up with that? Uh, and then uh, what is the reason uh, we tend to drift into and stay in worry, fear, and anxiety, uh, even though I might have times where I'm not, but I tend to drift into it and then stay there. And by the way, now I think it's getting you know more and more severe uh, that, mm -hmm. uh, this, what, as we've described it with panic attacks and, and oppression and heaviness and resignation mm -hmm. and uh, the issues of life, which is why a lot of people are saying, uh, I know I'm not supposed to, right. but, I, but I have it and I don't know, I don't know how to move out of it. Um, right, and, right. Uh, and uh, I need some help on that. So this is what we're going to try to answer for you. Um, as we go into this uh, uh, first part of it, we're going to look at uh, causes of worry, fear, and anxiety uh, that, and we'll try to identify what those are and where they're coming from, but uh, we should be able to relate to these. So uh, let's look at mm -hmm. the first one, uh, uh, Psalm 127, 1 and 2. Uh, Psalm 127, 1 and 2. Go ahead and read that, and we'll talk about that. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Yeah. Um, so he talks about vanity. Mm -hmm. uh, 
a big cause of anxiety and fear and worry is is vanity. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, now how would explain you explain that word a little more yeah. for us uh, so that people understand what you're saying there? So as we look at vanity or what he used, vain, um, it's that um, there's a lot of activity mm -hmm. uh, to accomplish something, but never nothing ever gets accomplished. Mm -hmm. um, I spent all this time, I spent all this energy working towards something. Mm -hmm. um, with it, with always, I expect, you know, a result. I expect something positive to come after it. Uh, but it were, turned out to be uh, broken, never could be done, and uh, is worthless. Uh, that the word right. van vanity actually means worthless. You, you, mm -hmm. you chase worthless things. Uh, and he says, you rise up early and go to bed late. Mm -hmm. in vanity trying to fulfill something that you actually can't right but you keep trying mm -hmm. uh, why okay because there's there's a overdependence and a reliance on me and my skill and i think i can do this i think i can get this done mm -hmm. i just got to figure it out um and he, the he who builds a house or you know is a watchman can do it in vain. Um, and so, uh, you know, what does that look like? I don't know if you've seen, um, you know, on HGTV uh, has all these shows about uh, model, uh, home restoration. Remodeling. Remodeling. Yeah. Yep. Um, and there's a new one out uh, that's called um, Help. I've, I've ruined my house. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, uh, and, and what they do is this, this lady uh, is called in to usually a couple that mm -hmm. attempted to remodel their own house. Mm -hmm. um, and they tell the story. And we tried and we tried and we tried. We did this, we did this, we did this. And of course, then they bring a the camera in and it's a complete disaster. Uh, <laughs> and she says, uh, and she says, so yeah, I can see, I can see why, why it wound up there. And in essence, her conclusion is everything you've done is vanity. Mm -hmm. You worked and 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 you tried and you tried and you tried and you tried to figure all this out. And literally, not only did you not accomplish anything, you made it worse. Right. Uh, well, really, doesn't that even that goes right with John 15, five, one of our, our key verses, you know, that apart from God, we can do nothing. Right. You know, we're, we're not going to produce fruit on our own. It's got to be with him and him leading. That's right. So um, uh, vanity is chasing what you think is needed to fulfill something for you but mm -hmm. the truth is it never can be mm. um, and he said that's all vanity and, and basically why would you keep doing it when mm -hmm. you when you realize that it never produced anything um, right well interesting enough <laughs> because we're we're so dependent on self is we we chase it we chase it ourselves and that's why by the way we can say well that person's a vain what what does it mean a patient's a vain is they right, don't self focus they're right? so they're so self focused they never consider truth at all mm -hmm. and they keep getting harmed but they're but they're vain because everything is filtered through uh, themselves mm -hmm. so he says uh, vanity is a big cause of that because you we are trying to chase something accomplish something but we're not getting anywhere. But vanity says 
I can still try to do this. And and you try and mm-hmm. you try and you don't, and you try and you don't. Okay, the next one, which is a really simple one, is uh, Matthew 6, 24. It says, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Okay. <laughs> well, um, That's pretty clear. <laughs> that can't be, you know. Uh, now, by the way, and this is interesting, uh, it says you cannot. Mm-hmm. And the word there is not possible, impossible to both serve God and money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Guess what? Most Christians try to do that. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm a Christian. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I know God. I, I trust God. You know, I'm a Christian. Uh, I go to church. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going to, quote, serve God by what? Going to church and saying I'm a Christian and trying to be good. But mm-hmm. what do I do? I'm chasing money as, right. my, as my focus in life. So and that, even as our security. As our security. You know. uh, and what it does is uh, it, it dictates all of your decisions so that um, mm-hmm. you don't consider anything else other than what's the financial impact of this thing or why, mm-hmm. why would you spend an inordinate amount of hours working in your business, either mm-hmm. as an employee, uh, as a manager, uh, as a owner, um, why do you spend an inordinate amount of time? Well, because um, uh, I need to make more, make make more money, um, mm-hmm. and have more money, so that we can create safety and we can have things that we like, you know, etc. And uh, uh, you know, John D. Rockefeller. This is you know, the quote is now I think going a hundred years old, but. Um, when he was at the height of, in essence, the equivalent of the the, the richest person on earth, mm-hmm. uh, which would in our time would be like a Bill Gates or a Jeff Bezos, who are billionaires, what we call billionaires, um, he would have been considered a billionaire. He was a multimillionaire, but at that time it would be equivalent mm-hmm. to a billionaire. How much money do you need? Mm-hmm. Guess what his answer was? More. <laughs> a, li- a little bit more. A little bit more. Right. Uh, why? Well, because there's a chasing of mm-hmm. the sense that financially um, it's better if you have more than less. And mm-hmm. so what do you do? Well, I, I got to keep getting more. And then you realize, well, yeah, okay, but I need a little bit more. Um, and mm-hmm. so greed. No matter where you're at. No matter right? where you're at. And so it's not, a, it's not about you know, poverty to, to not poverty. It's it's really where's your heart at is mm-hmm. everything I do is geared toward greed. Um, and remember, we, we attribute greed to the very, very wealthy mm-hmm. and they're greedy. No, it's, it's a heart issue of I chase money as my primary focus because he said you can't serve right. God and money at the same time. And, well, and I think part of that too, is even, um, that money, you know, the, the increase of money gives us the perception of the increase of control, Yes, <laughs> you know, and I think that, and especially when you're looking at it in, in the context of worry and fear and anxiety, um, that seems like, you know, something that, that can help us to control our circumstances. And I think that's why it, it wars so much with us in this, in this realm. Right. Right. Uh, okay. The next one is uh, 
Uh, interesting one. We know this verse, but let's, let's put it in context of what this means for fear or anxiety. Uh, Matthew 6, 25 to 32. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, being, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field and how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat and what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. Yeah. So um, he's describing, uh, he's using, you know, the fundamentals, you know, eat, drink, clothing. Uh, mm -hmm. He says, why are you anxious about that? Mm -hmm. um, why are you worried about that? Uh, the Gentiles, I remember... The context here is people that aren't aren't following me. Um, well, they're that's what they're focused on. Um, mm -hmm. And he's not see he's not talking about at his purest level. Well, pursuing things that give you normal living, mm -hmm. you know, food, shelter, uh, clothing. Uh, yeah, he said it's 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 important to to consider that and to make that. He said. He said what, what he's talking about is that you're focused on all of your personal life choices. Because mm -hmm. he uses the word, why are you anxious about that? Why are you worried about that? Is I have to provide it and make mm -hmm. sure that my life choices relative to the stuff in my life, that um, I am troubled and anxious about it because I've got to figure this out. Mm -hmm. And go get it and make make it happen myself. And the, and the, what I'm saying there is the focus is on me making life choices about everything that I'm involved with at every level. And he says, mm -hmm. why why would you be so anxious about that? Um, I know what you I know I know what's going on. Uh, and of course, we're going to find the answer. As he said, well, why don't you let me give it to you, deliver it to you, um, and then you won't be anxious about it. So. Again, we've learned about vanity, greed, uh, focus on life choices. Uh, this next one is interesting. Uh, Luke 10, 38 to 41. This is the story of Mary and Martha, and it has an interesting statement. Um, Luke 10, 38 to 41. Oops, hang on just a second. I think my notes got a little bit out of order there. Yeah, Luke 10, uh, 38 to 41. Let me just look that one up. I apologize. Yeah, it's okay. It's the story of uh, uh, Mary uh, and, and Martha uh, with uh, Jesus. Uh, they were in Bethany, and uh, uh, Jesus uh, had already known them, and they'd already understood him at their limited view of being Christ the Messiah. Uh, their brother was Lazarus, as we know what happened to him. Uh, and they, he often would go back and forth between Galilee and Jerusalem, uh, Bethany was just outside Jerusalem, so he would stop there, uh, and he actually would stay with them. And his disciples, like in this case, the disciples have, have been sent ahead, 
into Jerusalem. So you guys go, and there's some preparation there. You go take care of a few things. I'm going to stay here with Mary and Martha. So there, he's at the house of Mary and Martha, who 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 they know uh, Jesus as Christ Messiah. Now, there's again, it's limited mm-hmm. view of that, but that's what they understand. That yep, you're the you're the you're the Son of God at that level. Go ahead. You Great. got that. Because- Um, Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. That's it. Um, That's it. <laughs> yeah, and then he goes on to explain some things, but um, he makes a statement. Uh, well, you're anxious and tr- troubled, you know, by many things. You're you're basically distracted. Um, so, mm-hmm. um, if we ask Martha, what what are you doing? What what would she say? She was doing good things. She was getting things ready to serve him. Yeah, you know, preparing food. She I'm, was hosting. She's making things ready for hey, him. I, I'm serving uh, Christ. You know, isn't that a good idea? Matter of fact, she, was, she thought it was such a good idea. She says to Mary, get up and help me. Right. And can't you make her do that? <laughs> yeah. Well, Mary says, no, um, mm-hmm. no, I'm not gonna, I'm not, uh, I'm going to sit here with Jesus. And so Martha says to Jesus, make Mary get up and help me. Mm-hmm. Um, why? Because I, I'm, I believe what I'm doing is the right thing. And Jesus says, you know, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled by by many things. Uh, you're mm-hmm. distracted, uh, and the phraseology there of the Greek is, Martha, you in your mind think you're you're serving me and pleasing me. Mm-hmm. Really, you're pleasing yourself. Mm. Uh, why? Well, because your your self image, your view of of you is for me, God, Jesus speaking, to approve of you by your work for me. Mm-hmm. And your focus is on pleasing me. And uh, and then you're worried about the details of that uh, mm-hmm. and all the preparations of that. And you're focused on that uh, completely. And, he, and then he attributes, what, is that, what does that result in? Worry right? And anxiety. Why are you anxious and worried about this mm-hmm. stuff? In other words... Your focus is on pleasing others uh, and on, uh, uh, you know, uh, trying to uh, appear important. And you're focused right. on, on getting that approval by you appearing important by doing all these and there's things. there's a level of performance there, a per- you know, a performance for approval. Right. And, and what you're thinking about, Martha, is... You're worried that this isn't this isn't exactly uh, perfect. Um, you got to be mm-hmm. better. You got to be better. Uh, and you're worried and anxious about many things because that's your focus is the many things, and it's got to be so that you feel important in the process. So that the mm-hmm. the is there any and, and what he's trying to say to Martha? <laughs> are you are you relaxed about even that? Are you even relaxed mm-hmm. in that? See, you're not. You're you're churning. Uh, you're worried. You're anxious. You're 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 fighting these things inside of you, and therefore performing things that you think is a good idea, but actually mm-hmm. it's causing you to be in turmoil. 
So, right. we'll, and we'll talk about that uh, as we get into yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's going to be a good one to hit on for sure. Uh, this next one is interesting. Uh, it's out of Jeremiah 17, uh, 5 to 6. Je- Jeremiah 17, 5 to 6. Thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. Uh, So uh, he says, um, cursed are you that uh, is uh, basically focusing on your own abilities Mm -hmm. uh, and you're experiencing frustration due to failure and difficulty, which is you're contributing to making it worse uh, because your focus is on self. And he says, cursed is a man who focuses on your own capabilities. He said, what does it wind up being? Uh, A a dried up shrub in the desert. Mm -hmm. In other words, there's nothing there. Uh, Everything completely ruined. Um, All of your effort winds up with ruin and loss mm-hmm. and and things that are that are not fruitful and therefore lots of discouragement is a because of it why because you were focused on your own ability to f- get things figured out and guess what it wound up in great failure i mean great failure mm-hmm. and now you go into a place of fear and anxiety and worry because now not only did you did you not fulfill what you thought you could do, but it got worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you don't even know what to do, uh, which, by the way, leads to more fear and anxiety and worry because <laughs> what, what do I do now? I can't. I've already made a mess of this. How, uh, what am I going to how am I going to fix this? Uh, so right. He said it's, it's really a significant thing. Um, and then the next one is this aspect of, of fear. Uh, and go to First Samuel seventeen one to eleven. This is Saul uh, and David and Goliath. So First uh, Samuel seventeen one to eleven. Now the Philistines gathered their armies for battle, and they were gathered at Soco, which belongs to Judah, and encamped between Soco and Ezekah, and in Ephes Damon. This uh, that's a lot to but. <laughs> they were, they Saul, were in all, all these different places. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Saul and the men of Israel were gathered and encamped in the Valley of Elah and drew up in line of battle against the Philistines. And the Philistines stood on the mountain on one side and Israel stood on the mountain on the other side with a valley between them. And there came out from the camp of Philistine, a champion named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. He had a helmet of bronze on his head and he was armed with a coat of mail and the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. And he had bronze armor on his legs and a javelin of bronze slung between his shoulders. The shaft of a spear was like a weaver's beam and his spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron and his shield bearer went before him. He stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, why have you come out to draw up for battle? Am I not a Philistine and are you not servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the ranks of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistines, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Yeah. (laughs) So um, again, the way that the the, the battle um, is... um, 
you know, we're going to come and, and come against you. So the Philistines mm-hmm. are coming against Israel. Um, we're in your land. <clears throat> um, you need to come meet us for battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was kind of interesting. You know, they literally would send messengers. Mm-hmm. So they had to send messengers to Saul in Jerusalem. Hey, we're going we're gonna to meet you <laughs> down in there in Getty here. Uh, and bring your army. We got our army. We're going to battle. And okay, uh, so all right, boys, we got to get ready and go down there. And they do. They go down. Uh, now there was, it's kind of a, in a sense, it's if you don't do this, we're coming after you. Mm-hmm. And we're going we're gonna to completely annihilate you because you won't even be ready for war. Uh, so right. there was a interesting, it was a semi, semi-honorable way to do war is that, <laughs> well, we're coming after you. And why don't you get all of your guys together and meet us at this place and we'll send out, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll come against you. Remember, it talks about a line. They right. literally line up, we're coming against you, you line up against us. Um, so the Philistines already are bigger than them, more, more powerful than them. Uh, but Saul says, okay, I, I got to do that because if I don't, they're going to come and uh, capture us anyway. Goliath, uh, representing the Philistines, says, uh, you know what? Instead of us killing everybody, why don't we just have one guy? Mm-hmm. We, got, we got the Goliath. By the way, it's, he's like almost eight and a half feet tall, nine foot tall, huge, big guy, uh, massive uh, and strong. Yeah. You send somebody. Let's let's those two right. fight. Let's, you send your best. I'll send mine. I'll send my best, <laughs> and whoever wins, then the other party would surrender to, um, mm-hmm. and then we'll just avoid all this killing. Uh, and so um, uh, he says, "I defy. Go ahead and find somebody and come against me. Uh, otherwise, by the way, we'll just overrun you anyway." Mm-hmm. So you know, and this is basically why they did this. You know, you're going to get killed. Mm-hmm. And we can avoid killing some of our people um, and avoid all this if we just do that this way. Right. Okay. And what was in verse uh, 11, what was Saul's response? He was afraid. Yeah. Uh, very fearful. Very fearful and dismayed because in his mind, he knew there's no way we can win this. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as I can see, this circumstance that truly is against me. Mm-hmm. I'm in great fear. It's deep, it's deep fear, anxiety, worry, and dismay is there's no way this is going to win. Yeah. You know? and, so, and it's bigger than what he can see his way out of. Yeah, yeah. So um, as we look at that, um, that's what causes a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, the fear itself isn't bad. It's about the depth of it and where does it go? Does mm-hmm. it go to dismay? Is that, And basically the conclusion is, this will never get resolved mm-hmm. and we're in trouble and I can't see my way out of trouble. And I'm afraid of the outcome. It mm-hmm. looks like it's going to be really, really bad. In this case, <laughs> it looks like we're going to get, uh, we're going to get defeated and we're going to have to surrender and no longer be Israel. We'll be part of the Philistines. Um, mm-hmm. And that's not a good, good idea. So fear is that I've concluded uh, when I take fear to, to dismay, fear, we'll talk about fear itself is not a bad idea. Just like anger isn't sin, fear isn't sin. It's what happens to it. Mm-hmm. Um, when it goes to dismay and I, and I quit, 
and I get overwhelmed by it, it's because I've concluded, as far as I can see, the outcomes are not going to be good at all. And mm-hmm. I'm stuck with that outcome. And it looks like it's going to be bad. So I go, mm-hmm. I go to fear. So uh, we've talked through a few. A few. We'll, we'll continue next uh, time uh, talking about a few more. But we've yeah, talked as with- we wrap up, can you recap just the few? I know there's, there's several more that we'll hit on, but can you recap yeah. some of the sources that you, that you shared today? Yeah. Just kind of so we talked about uh, a vanity. I, I can figure this out, but I'm not uh, greed. I'm chasing money. Uh, and I, I keep uh, pursuing things that, that I just need more. And I, I spend all my time doing that. I'm focusing on my life choices, uh, all the things related to I'm trying to figure this out. And I've got to, I'm focusing on that as opposed to enjoying it. Uh, I'm distracted uh, by pleasing others and appearing important and all the activity with that. Uh, I'm focusing on my own capabilities and I'm causing things more difficult and they're drying up and, and they're not working. And then fear mm-hmm. is this is not going to work. Uh, so mm-hmm. we can see that, yeah, I can relate to some of those. Uh, and we'll get into a few more next week and then we'll start uh, talking about the real causes behind this, and then of course bringing remedy, which would, what what God mm-hmm. wants to bring is, I want to help you overcome this, uh, and there's going to be a process right. to that. So we'll pick that up again next uh, uh, tomorrow. Uh, we're excited about the series that we've started, and uh, uh, we're not af- afraid of uh, technology problems. God, <laughs> 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 uh, you know, God will take care of it, uh, and uh, and we have people that help us. So <laughs> yes, uh, yes, we'll do that. So Kathy, we will. Uh, uh, see you tomorrow. I encourage you to send in your questions again. We're going to do this together and this will be, this will be quite fun. Yeah, this is, this is going to be a great series guys. So join us on this and let's see where God takes it all. I think it's just so timely for yep. us. So thanks for sharing and have a great afternoon, everyone. And uh, again, be a friend, tell a friend and, jo- and invite people to join us, especially on, on this one. I think it's going to be excellent. Yeah, so. it's going to be fun. All right. See you, see you tomorrow. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.